Hi, this is Nikki, host of Motherhood Unfiltered. It's going to be okay. I will be sharing my podcast every Monday, and we will talk about being a parent, dealing with mental illness, daily struggles, and how we navigate one day at a time. Please subscribe today. with my uh, business coach, Melissa, and she's on here to tell us about her story and how she uh, made a decision a couple of years ago to change her life and completely change it from going from doing one thing and then doing something different. Um, she is... Um, been helping me um, with things that I have been struggling with. And so I just thought it would be a good opportunity to have her come on and tell us about what she, what she went through and what she started and how that's progressing. So, so thanks, Melissa. Thank you. I was trying to share it while you were talking and anyone that knows me knows I cannot multitask. I'm like trying to pay attention. I'm like, can I share this? And um, I didn't get it shared, but I will. Um, So thank you so much for having me on here. Super, super proud of the work that you are doing. And also, you know, this is a topic that I'm super passionate about um, getting, getting in the funk is something that I think if we haven't gone through it yet, we will eventually be going through it and it's probably going to happen more than once. Right. (laughs) As much as we would like to think, Oh my gosh, I got out of the funk. I got out of the pit before you know it. If you're not careful, um, you're going to be knocked right back in there. So I love talking about this and just helping people understand that it's a decision that you get to make, whether you stay there or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, because I when I had decided to um, change, I was I just felt like I couldn't keep going on um, the way I was going. I thought I need to refocus this thing that's holding me back and focus on something that's positive. So um, and then that's when I had reached out to you and um, and then I started from there. So I. it, it wasn't easy at first. I mean, I, like, I didn't even know what to do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know I need a change, but what do I do? <laughs> right. Um, I know for me, you know, a little backstory um, for those who don't know me, um, I'm Melissa Batts and <laughs> I moved from, it really started probably in 2018. Um, we sold our house, we moved into a townhouse, um, that was like a disruptor in Mm -hmm. like life of doing what we were doing. And then from there, it was just like, this led to this, to this. Um, but I realized at that point, um, I hadn't grieved the loss of my stepdad. Um, He actually passed away in 2015. But I think sometimes when you're in survival mode, 
you have to be able to survive. And for me, I don't, you know, I'm not a psychologist, although I was going to go to school for that. Um, but I feel like there are some things that if you were to feel the emotions and go through them at that time, you would not be able to. And that is how I think I was in 2015. My, mm -hmm. um, my business was through the roof. Um, I was allowed to take 90 days to just be still. And I was like, I, I can't. Like, I, I, I mean, the business was booming. How do you just be like, time out? You know, like, no, yeah. they would go to right. someone else and I would lose those customers. And so um, in between that, I had a hysterectomy. My stepdad died. This is all in the same month. I had a hysterectomy. Oh I was in my 30s, by the way, when I had a hysterectomy. So like, that's really young for a hysterectomy. I had it four is. kids. My youngest one... Um, was four. And my husband took a job in North Carolina, which meant that we were in the process of moving then to North Carolina. We didn't end up moving to North Carolina, but he took the job and he would go back and forth. And so like I was managing parent parenting for both, which I know some people do that all the time. But when mm -hmm. it's any kind of time, there is a change from yeah. the regular. It like... <laughs> flip you upside down. Right. And so right. I was not used to that. And so did I do it? Yes. Did I do it? Well, I actually think I did it pretty well, but <laughs> yeah. in that, like I could not grieve. And so when, um, you know, I, it took me probably three or four years before I could. And what took me to that point of being able to grieve was really slowing down. When we moved, we sold our house we moved into the townhouse um, and then my job, my husband got another job um, that moved us here to Kentucky and we moved to Kentucky. Um, that was like a very quick, um, very fast move. Like he had the yeah. interview in October and November 1st, he started the job um, and we moved in December at the end of um, the semester, right at, right at Christmas. And so at that point, I was managing my emotions just with like the move that I didn't want to do. Um, <laughs> parenting again for the both of us, but also yeah. managing four kids emotions who were in school. All of them were yeah. in school. Um, my oldest was a junior and like, I just, you know, managing his emotions and, you know, they had girlfriends, they had lives, they had to pick everything up and go. And so I had to slow down at that point because I had to take care of my kids. Right. And so and, were the uh, three older ones, were they um, all teen, teens at that time or? No, just the older two. Oh, okay. The youngest one still isn't a teenager. He turns a teenager this year and... <laughs> But the older two, yeah, but I mean, he, I would definitely say it was the older two, the teenagers who I had to really like, I, yeah, it's hard for us to like, I cannot manage their emotions. But at that right. time, as a mother, I was very much focused on trying to control mm -hmm. their emotions and help yeah. them manage their emotions and just be there, you know, right. so I took a break and was like, I need to be present. And mm -hmm. in that time of being present, that really is when the grieving process started. And then when I moved, 
um, to Kentucky, like I I felt sorry for myself for a little bit, you know, my kids oh, yeah. were in school and they were doing good. And then I could feel sorry for myself. I didn't want to move. I didn't like it. I didn't want to be there. And who right. wants to move to Kentucky? Who wants to move to Corbin, <laughs> Kentucky? Uh, it was not on my list. Most people are like, what made you come from South Carolina to Corbin, <laughs> Kentucky? It was not my plan. I can tell you that. But God is good. So yeah. um, I remember being in this conversation with a friend and just realizing that I knew God had to bring us here for a reason. I am a I knew that we had prayed about it and I knew that I had peace in the move, even though I didn't mm -hmm. want to do it. And <laughs> I was feeling sorry for myself. I also, I still knew that this was what God was wanting us to do. And then right. like, he just kind of reminded me of some things that I had on my heart long, long, long time ago. And um, I was talking to a friend about that because where we are is one of the poorest counties in the entire state of Kentucky. Um, oh, wow. So in that, like, I knew I wanted to create a nonprofit and I was telling my friend about it. And she's like, Melissa, you've been thinking about this for 10 years. You've been talking about this. Like, are you any closer today? And I was like, no. And she was like, well, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to figure this out. You put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. And so that day I kind of made a decision and I'd love to say I could snap my fingers and automatically get out of the funk that didn't work that well. Um, no. Right. I'm like, snap my fingers. Let's go. <laughs> I wish, I wish. I mean, like, you know, when you grow, you're young and you, you like have these aspirations and these dreams and things. And then, you know, life happens and it takes, you know, a different turn. And then now it's like, you're, you come back to that place of those dreams. It's like, yeah, I forgot about those. Do you, can those things really happen? You know, and it's like, I'm scared. You know, I don't know if I really want to do this now. You know, I mean, yeah, I, I was young and, you know, carefree at that time. But now it's like, and the opportunity is right here. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> it's gulping in my throat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So, but, um, I had to take it one day at a time and yeah. I felt God asking me the question, are you willing to do this? And I had to say yes. And so I did. And, you know, I don't know, are we talking about the funk? That is like the, the main focus, <laughs> right? Okay. Well, let yeah. me tell you, I don't know about you, but when I'm in the funk, it's a comfortable place. Oh, Everyone yeah. talks about like it being this awful place. I was in my bed, binge watching Real Housewives of Orange County. That was my funk. Does that sound like a bad place to be? That's my dream. Or I no, thought it was my dream. I'd have sweatpants on for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Like I was so checked out of everything. I was not being intentional. I was just wishing the days away. That right there is uh, probably one sign that you're in a funk. Yeah. You're wishing your days yeah. away. You can't wait for the day to be over. Um, and you're just going through the motions. Like you are not in control of your life, uh, mm -hmm. which, you know, we're not necessarily in control of our life, but there's a difference between yeah. going through the motions and just letting life happen 
or mm -hmm. living with intentions right to right. have a fulfilled life yeah i think once i made a decision to be more intentional with some of the things that i um needed to change i mean even though i don't have i haven't accomplished those but just knowing that it's in the forefront in my mind and i'm working on it daily um it's really i mean it's really carefree and i felt like a brick of shoulders like brick of shoulders like a ton of bricks were lifted off my shoulders you're talking to me like mean these days <laughs> that's something well, I, I mean my shoulders feel like bricks sometimes <laughs> but yeah it's just a heavy weight you know i just yeah. Anyway, it's just freeing. I just felt like it was free. I'm like, what does that mean to be intentional? You know, I mean, what did it really mean? You know, and just having to write down goals and being very conscientious about each thing that you're doing. You know, in the beginning, it feels like um, it's one, like it's one big thing, you know, like, oh, I'm going to vacuum the carpet, you know, but then it gets a little easier and it gets more focused and, you know, you can pinpoint, you know, like personality things that you need to work on, you know, or technical things, you know, things like that. So, um, I know yeah. for me, I was super lethargic. Um, and I mean, mm -hmm. here's something I always say, this is some, like my pet peeve. Um, people would have viewed me as lazy, because yeah. I was in my bed all day long, laying in bed, watching Real Housewives, <laughs> living my best life. Um, I believe laziness is a symptom of a bigger problem. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it tells, like, you're not just lazy. There's a reason why you're you yeah. know, not doing anything. And so I made a decision at that time that even on a bad day, I would walk to the mailbox. That was my <laughs> um, little thing that I did. I was going to walk to the mailbox. It wasn't that far. For those of you who are like, dang, her mailbox must have been like a mile. No, <laughs> it wasn't far at all. And that was the point. Because if I could walk to the mailbox, even on a bad day, even yeah. in a snowstorm, even in the rain, even yeah. with a migraine, because, you know, when you're in the funk and you're struggling with depression and anxiety and all that, like, I mean, some days it's literally all you can do to shower or brush your yeah. teeth. I mean, there yeah. were days that I was struggling to even do that. Right. Oh, yeah. I was, I mean, I was definitely there. And I mean, I would go days like I, you know, I work from home and I have my office upstairs. I mean, just climbing the stairs to get to work on time like I'm late to work you know I mean how does that even happen you know and um it's just you just have no will to do anything yeah and <laughs> I'm gonna get get out of this place this is dark and scary <laughs> baby steps baby steps. right you know so I made that decision to go to the mailbox and for me it was Sometimes I do better helping other people than I do helping myself. And so yeah. um, I was like, who else is feeling this way? Let's walk <laughs> to the mailbox together, you know? And so I did this mailbox challenge and, and invited all my friends to go to the mailbox with me. And they probably thought I was crazy, um, <laughs> but they did it. And um, I did it. And when I got to the mailbox, I could choose whether I wanted to continue walking or mm -hmm. I wanted to turn around and go back inside and go back to my bed. But right. I had at least 
went to, that was my baby step. That was my first baby step of just in my, like, I really, for me personally, it was about making the decision to move forward. So that movement Mm -hmm. and walking, like I was literally walking forward. Um, And Mm -hmm. so for me, there was something super powerful in that. And especially on the hard days when I really like could barely make it to the mailbox making that decision um, was very powerful. Right. And for me, it was, um, well, I mean, I did the 15 minute uh, clarity call that you offer. And I was like, I don't even know why I signed up for this. Cause I was like, "Hmm, let me see what's on her calendar. And I picked, and then I picked out a day and I was like, what, what are you going to tell her? What are you, what are you going to say? You know, I'm like, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I just um, started um, from there, like writing down things and listed out things that was really hindering me, especially at home and, you know, like my house and things that were stressing me out, things that I could control. You know, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things that have has happened that I have no control over. You know, I, I want to react, you know, and fix it, but I can't because it's out of my hands, you know. And right. I mean, I, I fixed things that I was a, I had control over, you know, like I couldn't hear. So I went to the doctor and got hearing aids. And Welcome was, to the club. Welcome to the club. <laughs> I, I know. I honestly think there's probably so many others that should have them, but they haven't been brave enough to cross on over and and admit probably need a little help. I don't know why it's easy for us to go and get glasses, but there is such a stigma around hearing aids and I, I hate it. Well, I wish now I would have gotten them long ago. Like, you know, when I was younger, because I thought, there's times when I think back with conversations I had with people that I thought I knew what they were saying, but I, they, I didn't have no idea. I really didn't, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm did myself a disservice and I did them a disservice, you know, um, they probably thought I was just, you know, a non-conversationalist because I really never, I could never engage in conversation, you know, because half the time I didn't even know what they were saying, you know, yeah. it was just, I mean, it's been a lot better now. I mean, I still struggle sometimes. And um, uh, somebody commented, I wish you would have gotten a long time ago. Oh, I didn't, I hadn't even been looking at the comment. That's funny. <laughs> That's probably one of yeah. my family members. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to your Facebook user. <laughs> or uh, maybe it's Oliver, my son. <laughs> but anyway, I just, you know, things like that. I, I was just so embarrassed about it. You know, I mean, I just kept picturing myself that lady on he haul with the the big horn thing sticking out of her ear. Oh, it's my sister, Marcy. <laughs> but anyway, I kept picturing that. Like, but you, people don't even know I have them unless I tell them, you know, so I just need to get over it. <laughs> It was hard. And I don't know why, you know, we let it, we make it this big thing when people don't care. You you know, like, 
I was so insecure about it. I mean, I wouldn't wear my hair down or yeah. I wouldn't wear my hair up uh, because yeah. then they might see them, which I'm not actually even wearing them today. Um, I should be, but I've been <laughs> on calls all day and had these in. And so I was like, I'm not even going to put them in. But um, I don't know why we do that, but everyone yeah. has their insecurities and we just need to get over it and realize yeah. it is what it is. I right. can't help it. I didn't cause it. I didn't, mm -hmm. it's, it's not my fault, but it yeah. is what it is. And every, yeah. you know, for the record, most of them are just like, hallelujah, finally. That's probably what they would be thinking, right? <laughs> you know, like, I'm trying to repeat myself. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Oliver would say, you've got your hearing aids in that you made me repeat myself. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, they're in. I just turned them off. <laughs> So, so um, I know that you went from um, South Carolina to Kentucky, and um, I mean, so what was after the mailbox thing? I mean, what <laughs> what was the next thing that you did? I mean, you know. So I really just, you know, I would love to say that it went great from there, but it didn't because, again, you know. Um, that's life. Every time you mm -hmm. think you've gotten it under control and everything is good, something happens to kind of knock you back down. And that happened. Um, mm -hmm. I think the mailbox was a, was a point when, you know, from there I, I found like became, what is the word I'm looking for? Created the World Talk Tribe. That's where we did the mailbox challenge. And mm -hmm. um, that's a free community group, which has a huge, like I wrote down, right here in front of me, like my mission, where, where I'm going all like as many steps as possible. And mm -hmm. I just said, okay, we're going to do this. I'm, you know, whatever that next step is, I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to do it. And um, mm -hmm. so I did that. And I thought I had it figured out. And I was going to live my best life. And it didn't happen. Um, <laughs> but in that, uh, my biggest fear was that I would go right back to the pit. Yeah. That was my biggest fear. Like when, when life came and hit me again and knocked me down, I remember crying um, live in a video for the real talk tribe community. And I'm just <laughs> like, I'm just like, I have worked so hard to get out of the funk and climb out of this pit. And I'm terrified that I'm going to go right back into that. Yeah. And I, and I did. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it's life. I mean, life keeps happening. You know, I mean, the goal isn't to, just isn't to stay there, right? Right. right. So <laughs> that's the secret. Take your day, take your week if you want. But at some point, you have to make a decision and recognize that every day that you're living in the victim mindset um, and really just having the pity party for yourself doesn't yeah. mean you don't deserve that pity party because sometimes <laughs> yeah. when life happens, it sucks. It's really hard and we hate it and we don't deserve it. Um, right. But in those moments, like, us feeling sorry for ourselves is only doing us the disservice, right? Mm -hmm. It's only yeah. holding you back. It's only holding me back. And so right. a, a, it comes to a point where you have to say, okay, I cannot continue to wallow here. 
because I have to, I have to get out of this. I've got to move forward. I mean, when, when you stay in that state, it, I mean, yeah, it's bad on you, but your family, I mean, they need you, you know, they need you to not be like that. You know, they need you to, you know, put on deodorant, you know, and (laughs) brush your teeth. Shower. They clean your house. I did go to the doctor too, for the record. I I do want to make that point that um, when it came to the point when I realized that it was all I could do to brush my teeth and shower, that's when I knew I was like, I cannot do this on my own. I'm going to need to go to the doctor. And so I went to the doctor, got on some medication and um, definitely start, you know, that I needed that help at that time. Yeah. And, And now to be honest, Oh, yeah. I mean, I've taken medication for a long time. But um, so how has your um, your kids transitioned from, you know, 2018, 2019 till now? I mean, are they doing better or they still struggle or? No, they're good. Um, I think one of my kids definitely struggled more than the others, um, Mm -hmm. had some anxiety, definitely had some depression. The child that I thought would have been okay, actually, it probably was the two children that I was the most worried about were fine. It was Mm -hmm. the other two that struggled. And, um, you know, we still have moments where you know, I am worried that, you know, he'll, he'll hurt himself or something like that. But for the most part, I I feel like we're in a really good place. Um, Uh I think your oldest moved out, right? He, (laughs) he might be moving back in though, from what I've heard, like that didn't last long. (laughs) I love him though. I love him. Um, oh yeah, my I tried to tell him not to move yet. Anyway, I was like, "This is dumb. Why are you wanting to move already? Like, they you haven't want made." To try. <laughs> they want to try, and then like my youngest, he he went through the same thing. You know, he went out, did all this different stuff. You know, and and he's like, "Mom, adulting is so hard. It's yeah. so depressing. <laughs> I well, gotta now- work." Yeah, now he recognizes that he could actually save money (laughs) if he lived here. And I'm like, (laughs) I tried to tell you that. I know, but they have to learn on their own. (laughs) That is hard. That is hard for this mama because I want to tell them what to do still. But, you know, even my 17 year old, um, I've learned like I can't tell him what to do. He's 17. Yes. Like. Can I force him to do some things? I mean, he's like six, four. I'm not quite sure, but (laughs) I'm going to do my best to guide him and direct him in, Mm -hmm. in making the good decisions um, for sure. Right. Right. Well, I mean, usually, you know, my youngest, when I was talking to him, he's like, I don't have to do what you say, mom, but I do it because I respect you. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you're that's why you're my baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, what my 17 year old, he said uh, this week he was he was hanging out with some friends and I was like, what are you doing? Where are you? Because he didn't tell me where he was going. And he was like, I'm out with some friends. And I was like, what time are you going to be home? And he said midnight. I said, how about 1130? And yeah. he was like, OK. And he was yeah. home by he was home by 10 after 11. Like, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, and I was like, you didn't even need that midnight. You just wanted to see how far I, you could push it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just the way they are. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure there's a curfew. But mm -hmm. I actually, no, I started to write that and I was like, no, because he's going to Google it and he will argue with me and he will be like there. And, you know, I was I was like, no, I'm just going to say, how do I do it? So, um, so you started the Real Talk Tribe. Um, how has that progressed? And um, and what kind of a like community are you trying to grow with that? Oh my gosh, put me on the spot. I didn't know you were gonna ask this question. Um, <laughs> so it is so good. I am just in awe of you know a lot of the times when we like I had this big vision. Honestly, I didn't even know how things were connected. I just right. felt like I knew I wanted to create this nonprofit for women and families who need um, a hand and help up mm -hmm. versus mm -hmm. just handouts because a handout yeah. is not going to help them in the future. I want to help them in right. their future. And so I right. knew that I wanted to create this nonprofit and um, I knew that I wanted to create a community where we could just be real you know, yeah. I am an introvert. You're yeah. an introvert too, right? <laughs> yeah. We like to talk. We do not like small talk. I don't, <laughs> I want, I want to go beyond the surface. Like, don't tell me, <laughs> let's not talk about the weather. Let's talk about <laughs> why you haven't been able to sleep for three days because, obvious, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you've right. been struggling. Like, let's talk about the struggle. You know, right. I just saw you walk out of the bathroom crying. I want to know what's going on and what yeah. I can do to help. Right. Um, that can be super annoying to some people, but I think it's also a breath of fresh air for other women to know, like there's a whole community that feel that way, but also that they can have a place where they can yeah. come and let it like, just let it out and be like, I'm struggling with this or I'm struggling with this or I'm having an amazing day or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the real talk tribe community is really a place where um, it's a free community and a place where you can just come in and connect with other women who are not going to judge you. They are not gonna, they will celebrate you. They will encourage you mm -hmm. and they will link arms with you and mm -hmm. um, help you when you're struggling. Um, because I know that's what I needed. And I think every woman needs that. Um, Right. So that's the beginning of the Real Talk Tribe community. Later, there will be um, lots of other, she pulls the information out <laughs> of you one way or another. Uh, Stephanie says, that's funny. Shout out to Stephanie. She's actually our Real Talk Tribe chief <laughs> encourager. Um, so one of the things that I really have loved in doing the Real Talk Tribe community is, um, I've been able to help other women who are wanting to live out their dreams. You know, mm -hmm. I've now pay three different people to help me. So yeah. um, that's giving back to the community. Um, we are able to, with the success lounge, because even though when I started the real talk tribe, I was like, okay, I'm going to become some kind of life coach. Um, I knew that, I knew that God was calling me to be more of a, a business coach, um, wanting me to lean into that. But I was so worried about what people would think about it. So life coach felt safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except that when I like I was actually in the process of writing out a course on how to get out of the funk. And in that, I got right back into the funk and I was like, 
how am I going to teach this? Like I'm right back here, you know? And yeah. so that is like, God definitely used that for me to know, to lean straight into the girl boss community. And I did, it didn't make sense. I didn't understand it, but right. I knew that's what he was saying. So I said, okay, here I am, Lord, use me. And yeah. um, so I leaned into the, the girl boss community, which is a part of the real talk tribe. And um, it is amazing to see how God, like, at the time, it didn't make sense. What does the girl boss community have to do with the Real Talk tribe? What does the girl boss community have to do with the nonprofit? <laughs> um, the nonprofit will create micro scholarships for women to learn a trade or monetize a skill to become an entrepreneur. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, do you see how they go together? Like it kind of seems obvious now, um, yeah. how they go together. But at the time it, it didn't, it didn't go together. Right. It didn't make sense, but right. I just had to take that next step, um, mm -hmm. in the dark, trust the process. I say all the time, you know, baby step, um, mm -hmm. trust the process and know that, um, at the end you're going to learn. And mm -hmm. you're going to be closer one way or another of where you're yeah. trying to go. I know I took um, stuck to Un Unstoppable. Yes, the free workshop. And, yeah, so it was a free workshop. And I ended up, I think you did it several times, like <laughs> yes. two, three different times. I did it each time. And each time, day two, <laughs> I was just, it just got me every time I would be sitting here writing out things that were, I was struggling with and crying and going on about it. And I was like, I said, I need to do something. This is awful. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just like, kept that one day. I'm trying to remember what day two was because vision well, is where they normally, everyone gets stuck in the vision where they want to go. Um, well, I mean, at the time I was still selling 31. So that was like a no brainer for me, but that day two was all about, um, the, I think it was about the imposter syndrome and, um, what is keeping you the insecurities and things like that. So it was like those interpersonal things, um, that were holding me back, you know, I mean, why, why would I do this, you know, live Facebook when there's other people that is so much more better at it than I am, you know, but you know, I just, you know, what I have to say, you know, there's people out there that need to hear it. So that that day, every time I would take that course, I would, I would get stuck on that day. I'd be like over here boohooing and writing down my stuff. And I was like, this is, I, I've got to get past this. <laughs> this is a hill, not a mountain, <laughs> you know. But yeah. yeah, I really enjoyed doing that course. So <laughs> I really should do it again. I haven't done it in a, I haven't done it since I got COVID. So yeah. that was February. That was the last yeah. workshop. So we should probably yeah. do another one soon. I did a lot of them last year. And this yeah. year I was like, I'm going to see about, you know, last year my goal was to focus on doing that very mm -hmm. consistently. Mm -hmm. um, and I did. And this year I'm like, let's just see, like, you know, I'm doing, I feel like I'm focusing in other areas 
And I will like, there's a challenge coming up called check your posture. Um, super <laughs> excited about that challenge. Um, it's going to be really good. It's the beginning of August starts August 2nd. Um, in the real talk girl boss community, it is going to be fire. Just wait, Nikki, <laughs> Michelle, Stephanie, just wait. Um, it is going to be really, really good. Oh, so Stephanie, uh, serve, 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 sell it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. He's really good about that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I like I now, um, for those of you who don't know me, I've moved again. Um, and in that move was probably the hardest because it looked like a setback. Um, mm -hmm. It definitely looked like I was taking a few steps backwards instead of moving forward. And it didn't make sense. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it was the egg exact thing that I should have been doing. And right. um, I did that and we moved again. And um, I feel like there's you freedom. Moved, you there's just moved to a different house, right? Right, yeah. I'm okay. still in Kentucky. Um, we just moved to a different house, smaller house, um, mm -hmm. no neighbors, no neighborhood. Um, I learned a lot living in a neighborhood and what I did not like. Like I, yeah. the people pleaser part of me could not handle living in a neighborhood because mm -hmm. my kids do like my husband does not care. My teenagers do not care. And I wanted to please everyone and have everyone like us. And um, that's impossible when you have a 17 year old with a Mustang with the muffler cut off. So it's really <laughs> loud, you know? And a husband who's 42 and still loves to go bumping down the road <laughs> with his system. True story. I believe it. <laughs> every day. Every day. Well, now they can do it and not bother anybody. <laughs> yes. 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 Maybe um, the cows. <laughs> yes. The cows, for sure. The cows, right? But um, yeah, I learned a lot. And I. it took me going through the hard to recognize the beauty of simplicity yeah. and knowing that what I thought I wanted isn't what I wanted at all. Right. Um, and so... I'm very thankful for all that I've gone through. Um, I've grown so much from it. Mm -hmm. And the best part um, is that, you know, when I was going through the hardest, hardest part was probably 2019, mm -hmm. all of 2019. Yeah. And I didn't understand, like, why, why, why? Poor, poor me. But you know what? I got through that. And because I got through that, I was equipped to help all of the people in 2020 who was struggling with similar things. Like yeah. I had been through the hardest part and 2020, you know, with the pandemic and everything, people, everyone was pivoting and everyone was doing, um, you know, going through the funk, having to stay at home, like a lot of stress, a lot of being yeah. still. I had right. done that all before them so right. that I could link arms with them and right kind of walk them through that. And that was yep. such a gift that um, it was sucky <laughs> at the time, <laughs> but there's purpose that can come from the pain, the heartache, the funk, the pit, whatever you want to call it. I, I would just remember thinking back um, on one of my very first um, interactions with 
um, that involved you, um, we were on some kind of a call after um, something with the 31 stuff, and you were stressing out about flying. And it was your very first time flying. I was like, oh, my God, I, I know how she feels, but she can do it. I know she could do it. <laughs> and, but then you did it, you know, it was your first time flying. And then now everything that's happened since then, you know, and it's like you, you, this, you know, totally different person. You like be more confident, you know, and and you're like, yeah, you can do this. And. You know, when I'm over here, like him hauling around and like, I don't know, I don't think I can do it. You're like, you're going to do it. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Put your I'm like, okay. And then sometimes when I'm talking to people, I hear Melissa in the back of my head. Flip <laughs> <With> that script. <laughs> you're not you the know. only person that has told me that. Um, yeah, I, you, re gosh, how far I've come. I remember I being terrified. You would not have been able to pay me to get on an airplane <laughs> until we moved to South Carolina from Indiana. And then from yeah. there, I was like, okay, this isn't terrible. I had to take medication and listen to praise <laughs> yeah. and worship music the whole way to keep me focused on Jesus. Give me peace, <laughs> Jesus, like just over and over and over and over and over. Like there were certain songs I listened to the whole right. plane ride. Um, but yeah, and now like, I could get on a plane tomorrow and go somewhere on my own and be yeah. like, I can do this. Yeah. Do yeah. I like flying by myself? No, but it's, no. I can do it. Yeah. I remember I when I had to go through Atlanta airport, that was my scary. I was like, I can fly by myself, but not the Atlanta airport. Well, and then guess what happened? That's just because that airport is insane. Okay. I hate it. I hate it. If I, I would rather not go through that airport. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't terrible. Like, I mean, I did. I didn't even get lost. Believe oh, it I got lost. <laughs> I had never. I had always depended on someone else to guide me, mm -hmm. and so because of that, I never had to look at the signs. Yeah, and well, once I, I started lost. looking at the signs, I just followed the signs. And the worst that would happen is I would get lost and I'd have to ask somebody. That's not, I mean, <laughs> I know I'm an introvert and a homebody, but it's okay to speak to somebody and yeah. ask for help. Right, right. Uh, somebody says, recognize the elephant. <laughs> Every day. Yeah. Acknowledge the elephant. Yeah. Acknowledge the elephant. Well, I'm really glad. I mean, is there anything else you want to add? I I just, you know, I'm glad you came on to talk to uh, me and my listeners about this um, because it's really helped me um, personally and um, have given me, like, some, like, joy, you know, excitement about doing something totally different. And, and yeah, it's scary. And, Am I doing it 100% the best way? Probably not. <laughs> because, you know. You're doing it messy. And that is the part that I'm <laughs> the most proud of. I'm doing it messy. You're doing it messy. You know, we're not perfect. Right, and therefore, right. we do the best we can. And that is the best that we can do. God right. only needs us to show up and do the thing. He will do whatever he wants to do with it. That's right, not on exactly. us. 
our job <laughs> is just to be obedient and right. you're doing that. I'm super proud of you for all that you're doing. Um, real quick, I do want to say one thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, um, when I was creating the course on getting out of the funk, um, I felt like, who's singing? Is that on your end? It's my, it's my husband. <laughs> um, it's tough. You might want to keep that day job. I'm sorry. <laughs> he, he's playing a game and he he's finally playing. defeated this monster. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Um, I'm sorry. That's Please okay. Continue. Squirrels, you know, I have ADD. <laughs> so um, anyways, there are certain things that I did not recognize when I was creating that course that since talking to you, I have rec I'm like, Oh yeah, that was part of it. You know, yeah. um, making that decision. Yes. But you have even said, um, your environment, changing your environment. You yeah. know, I know that a lot of people that struggle with depression or being in the funk, um, they're, they're in a dark place. Like their home mm -hmm. is dark or, um, there's clutter or um, it, it just needs a refresh, you yeah, know? Exactly, and so yeah. that is something that you can control. I know when I moved from the house we sold to the townhouse, like I spend the majority of my time at my home. Therefore, right. I need it to work for me. I My husband <laughs> yeah. knew when he was looking at houses without me, there are certain things I have to have. And one is a lot of light. Like I have to have a yeah. lot of light. Um, it cannot be dark. Um, right. can't be a dark house. And um, that's something that if you have mentioned, like you're purging through our coaching right. calls, you know, oh, like yeah. Yeah. that is for sure. Um, that is, in my opinion, part of that, that pathway to getting out of the funk is clearing oh, yeah. the clutter because that clutter that's like in front of you or to the side of you is also mm -hmm. up here and it's keeping <laughs> yeah. you like, it's like constipation. Well, exactly. And it preoccupies your mind and you can't focus on something that you need to work on or what you want to do. I mean, when I call that mission place. And they're like, yeah, we'll come pick it up. And it was from Muncie, you know, and I had it all out. They came with this big truck and took it all. I was like, I mean, like, it felt so wonderful, you know, because not only, I mean, yes, I had trouble parting with some of it, but it, I just knew that they were going to be able to put it in the hands of people that needed, needed it. it. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't need six Tupperware bowls the same size, you know, in different colors. You know, I, I didn't need all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, that was like a big <laughs> freak of shoulders off. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think um, recognizing if you're in the funk, making a decision, the first step is recognizing that you're in the funk. The yeah. second is making a decision whether you want to stay there or not. <laughs> yeah. And the third thing is 
when you've made the decision that you don't want to stay there, like right. what can you do to start getting out of the funk? Um, right. Being still recognizing what you do. Like I've, I've turned to a lot of things when I'm in the funk to numb myself out. Thankfully, mm -hmm. I haven't chosen drugs or alcohol, but I've chosen work. I've chosen food. I've chosen shopping. I've, cho I've chosen a lot of, you know, real housewives. <laughs> I'm telling you, like you, like you watch that show and it's like, my life is not that bad. I mean, there's so much drama. Yeah. And that was something I mean, seriously, it was like, God told me you've got to stop watching that. Yeah. Yeah. Not because I didn't love it. Cause I still love it. And not yeah. because necessarily it's bad. I mean, they, they are fighting constantly. It's full of drama, but it was just not, it wasn't serving me. So you have yeah. to look at like the life that you're living and the decisions that you're making. Mm -hmm. Is it serving you? Is it serving um, where you feel God calling you to. And if not, right. what are you going to do about it? Exactly. And I love seeing what you're doing that you're not <laughs> willing to stay there. You're, you're doing the things and um, you're going to impact the lives of a lot of people. Well, I hope so. I know I impacted my own life and it's just, you know, it's a daily thing that we have to keep working on. Um, I mean, I still stick my foot, foot in my mouth, <laughs> you know, and I have to eat crow and apologize, you know, but I mean, I just, I just think it just gives you something to look forward to, you know, I'm not a piece of crap and I'm going to, you know, make this crap better and keep trying, you know, each day. So um, some people may see that. Some people may see that as totally something negative. But, you know, those are, aren't the people that are going to benefit from, you know, the message that I have to tell them. So but I yep. do appreciate you coming on. And <laughs> Let me just clap for you for that saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, don't, like, if you're not um, their cup of tea, that's on them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the people like that can't keep you from speaking the message that you feel called to speak because the message you're called to speak is for mm -hmm. someone. And yeah. if you're not saying it, they won't hear it. Right, right. And who cares what people think? <laughs> I know. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are like, oh, I don't care what Nikki thinks. <laughs> so, you know, it's a two-way street. You don't care what they think either, right? right. <laughs> yes. yes. So okay. Really good. I know. I'm. I'm so glad that we finally were able to um, to do this. We had some scheduling things happen. So um, <laughs> poor Michelle. She said, "I'm trying not to care." <laughs> okay. Well, while you care, just do it anyway. Yeah. If it like, okay, so you ask yourself, do you care more about what they think or what God thinks? Right. <laughs> and if God is calling you to do it, um, I think you would say you care more about what God thinks. Yeah. Right. I can see her face. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> You're always going to, I'm going to shoot it straight. That's what I do. <laughs> Yeah, she flips the script on us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so. yes. 
All right. Well, if you want to reach out to the Real Talk Tribe, you can find her on Facebook. And um, it is a positive place to be. And she does a challenge every month. month. And um, so I would urge, if you haven't joined already, to to join. So um, even if you just... <laughs> Oh, Michelle. <laughs> so, but even if you, um, you know, just need to pick me up, then yeah, I would definitely uh, join that community because it's, uh, there's been so many times when I've just went there and just read a couple of little posts, you know, that um, Stephanie might have put out or even just how can we pray for you this week? I mean, yeah, I may not get in there and say, I need this, but it's like, it's a comforting thought knowing that someone, you know, cares enough to ask, you know, mm -hmm. and sometimes we've, I, I have felt like that in the past, like, no, anybody freaking care, you know, <laughs> but, mm -hmm. you know, but it's, they do. So, um, so yeah, I would just urge you to reach out to the Real Talk Tribe. And um, if you have any questions, um, just message me um, or message Melissa and we will, answer them as best we can. <laughs> yes. Uh, this month, the, our challenge is all about having fun. So, you know, uh, yeah. doing the unexpected, you want to go skinny dipping with your honey, you can do that this month. Um, don't get don't don't go to jail and say Melissa said, I'm saying if you have privacy in like the back of yard, okay, like, have fun, just do something unexpected. Um, but no pictures, right? <laughs> right. You don't have to prove it to us. You don't have to prove it to us. Just have fun. Um, yeah. We went roller skating and did laser tag. You know, go out and dance in the rain just to have fun. Like life yeah. is too short. We need to have fun right. and, and live our life. And when we do that, I believe we we're resetting our rhythms. When you choose to go to the mailbox, when you don't feel like getting out of bed, that's yeah. resetting your rhythms. When you try yeah. something new and get out of your comfort zone, you're resetting your rhythms. When you yeah. reset your rhythms, it's kind of like, um, like a shock to the system. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It's, it's really good. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in and your comments. Thank you, Melissa. No and problem. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye. can now listen to Motherhood Unfiltered is going to be okay podcast on Anchor, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Audible. Please subscribe today.